This is The Future of Money, a podcast where we hope to educate and get educated about the new world of blockchain and digital money. My name is Eric Denboer, and I will be your host. Hi again, and welcome to the blockchain, uh, the money of the future. And with me again, we have Jasper and Lee. And I think since we talked about uh, Bitcoin and the blockchains the last time, I think we should also talk about, uh, well, there's a lot to talk about, but we're going to talk about a little bit about the energy consumption and the different way they, uh, yeah, they validate their blocks. So uh, one thing I, I know that you guys don't know about is that uh, Bitcoin, for instance, we use something called proof of work where the the miner is mining the bitcoins and and the mining of the bitcoins you you use a lot of electricity and you know to to valid to validate each block and that's called proof of work uh, there are other cryptocurrencies out there that use something called proof of stake which means that you will have uh coins that you bought on on the on exchange on the crypto exchange and then you use those and say okay i'm going to take a million of these coins here and i'm going to do a mining project and then if i uh, try to fib then those those coins will go away so we're talking about if you want to run a pool to do a pool staking and uh, and you, you'll have a million dollars in there and if you are not following the rules you can lose that uh, those coins. Wow. Okay. So, well, that's that's proof of stake. I don't think we should go very deep into all of these because I, I, uh, I, I, there are so many of them. You have something called proof of space, for instance, where you actually are providing with a hard drive space. And the more space you are providing for each blocks and stuff like that, then you invest money in buying hard drive space. And the more space you, you use, that's called proof of space and, space. and then you can win blocks that way. You the, also have... Yes, go oh, ahead. No, I was just going to say, this is super interesting because I think up, uh, I think for a long time, we think about cryptocurrency from the like consumer end, mm -hmm. but you're talking about it from the like production end. Is it easy for a person to get in on the production side of it? Like say I wanted to become a, uh, like a, a miner. So, How easy is that? If depending a little bit what you want to mine, the, there okay. are new projects coming out what, that uses proof of work. And if you're really early in that project, then you can probably joined with just a regular laptop or something like that. But the harder the algorithm gets and the more people that are mining, the more equipment you need to get. Just to be able to compete. Yes. Basically. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And okay. proof of stake, obviously, you know, is that if it's an early, uh, you know, pr uh, currency or, or uh, a block that they're storing, then you can maybe go in with... Let's say that you need 100,000 of those uh, coins, right? And the coins are only two cents a piece. Well, then you haven't really invested a lot of money in it yet. So mm -hmm. you can go in there. The other thing you can also do is that it's called pool mining, where a lot of people, where well, we don't have a lot of computers, right? Uh, but you and me and her and 10 other people can go together and someone will be the, the, the having the node and we will just you know, give our, our computer power in there. And then if uh, they win a block, then that gets distributed divided. by everyone. Yeah. Wow. Same, same thing with proof of stake, 
where you can go in and say, hey, you know, I, he didn't have a million coins, but he had 100,000. Well, I have another 100,000 and you have another 100,000 and so on. And you put that in a the pool. Then if we win the block, that gets shared. Nice. So it's called pool staking. Yes. Okay. And so just as a uh, reminder from a previous conversation we had, when you're saying proof, all these different ways of proof, <laughs> these are different ways to sort of verify when a block is won. That's right? absolutely correct. Yes. 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 Getting it. Yes. Like you're okay. Learning. We're learning. Yes. <laughs> We're all learning. I, yeah, I, le I learned a couple of things yesterday. I was like, oh, mind blow. And of course, and, and your proof of stories, we talk about that. Proof of capacity, proof of space time. So there are different uh, ways of doing that, depending a little bit on what they are trying to accomplish with that block. Uh, proof of storage, for instance, could be uh, uh, if they're doing a lot of um, uh, transactions, smaller transactions or verifications of, of uh, uh, logistics, for instance, st stuff like that. So that th those things are, uh, I mean, they're, they're different ones of there. We did talk about uh, the um, electricity uh, consumption. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so actually I did go back and take a little deep dive into that. And one thing that I did find out that I thought was very, very interesting. Yes, Bitcoin mining is uh, uh, requiring a lot of energy to do that because the more miners, the harder the algorithm, the, the more machines you have. But one thing that I noticed was also that uh, China, uh, about a year or so ago, they said, yes, you can't do mining anymore. And China was really big on using cheap electricity, like coal and stuff like that. And because they completely just forbid it pretty much on a day, and you can see on the curves that, you know, the mining went up and then just sank down. And what have happened here is that other countries have taken that up, such as Iceland, for instance, that are using geothermal energy. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I was really impressed with is that they would use geothermal, you know, to, to do the mining. And of course, you know, all of those machines creates a lot of heat. They then take that heat and transport them down to the village and heat up all the houses. And we are starting to see more and more within this community that they are using more green energy. Uh, El Salvador is using um, uh, volcanoes, for instance. How would they do that? I don't know, but that's very I think interesting. It's, the, it's geothermal. Yeah. It would yeah. be the same, probably a different way, but yeah. Yes. Wow. Uh, and okay. so, and then the, uh, contrary to these other ones where you have the proof of stake, for instance, you don't need all that capacity because basically what you're doing is that you're taking your coins and putting that in there and the coins will be, you know, your security, so to speak. So uh, I was reading about Ethereum and they said that if they move Ethereum from proof of work, which they are working on right now, to proof of stake, their energy consumption will go down with 92%. Oh, wow. And that's that's quite a lot. So a lot of the energy okay. consumption, yes, that's a lot. I know. Well, I'm trying to figure, is it because it's just a quicker way of verifying? Is it because there's less algorithm, less work, less mining that needs to be done? Or You, you, don't, you don't need all that same computer power to do it to that do way. It. Okay. You know. Uh, yeah, sounds like a right move. Yeah, yeah. It's, you can definitely will, deep dive into that. Will a lot of uh, will a lot of cryptocurrencies you think make that move, or do are a lot of the new cryptocurrencies starting out that way, or what? No, I th I think I think proof of work uh, is 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 probably start. You know, if, if I was starting, 
up something new, I would probably not look at proof of work okay. because of the energy consumption. Okay. You know, so I do think that the community are starting to move more and more towards that direction. Uh, I proof of stake was, you know, when I guess in, when Satoshi and them started up Bitcoin and stuff like that, proof of stake was probably not one of those that was way up on the list. Mm. It wasn't as developed as it is today. Okay. That is my assumption. Anyway. Do you find that it will become more accessible to sort of mine uh, from like now into the future and that people will kind of gravitate towards doing that than sort of the consumer aspect of it of like, Cryptocurrencies, just yeah, just buying, yeah. <clears throat> having a wallet and putting it in there. I I, I do think that so th that leads must leads into the next thing. So okay, yeah. you you will have the difference between uh, uh, crypto coins that are mined and uh, tokens. Ah, okay. Yes, that's <clears throat> and pro uh, companies uh, that are popping up, for instance, on Ethereum. What they're doing, they're using the Ethereum platform, but what they're doing to validate their blocks. But what they're doing is that they create tokens on the Ethereum platform, and then they will sell the tokens, and then you know. So, so you use your Ethereum to buy certain tokens. And then these tokens can be used for other things. Is that, well, that kind of how it is? Well, they make or? a smart contract, and we will get into a smart contract okay. at some point. Uh, uh, but what they do is they create a smart contract on the Ethereum uh, network. Yeah. And then they say, okay, well, I'm going to make uh, 10 million tokens. Mm -hmm. And then they just create that right there. And it's, it's actually, you can do that. Yeah. It's, it's not very hard. Okay. So to create those tokens, what you're doing is you're paying a fee to Ethereum. You have right. to have Ethereum to be able to do those. But once th that's the transaction, I'm making these tokens, I'm putting that on Ethereum blockchain, and then away we go. And then you can start, you know, using those tokens as either, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, assets or, you know, or you can sell the tokens almost like uh, uh, stocks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, can we real briefly talk about the difference between actual yes. cryptocurrency yes. and tokens? Yeah, absolutely. What's the difference between cryptocurrency and tokens? So, so uh, cryptocurrencies, uh, uh, three things. Uh, cryptocurrencies, a, a currency will actually uh, operate on its block. You know, so mm -hmm. the cryptocurrency is directly attached to the block. So it, with Bitcoin, for instance, you, you are either getting Bitcoin for the transactions you're doing on that block, or you're getting paid uh, Bitcoins for, for mining that whole block. And so, and Bitcoins uh, or coins acts more like a currency, like a money and stuff like that. And of course they are mined, you know, currencies are often mined. Uh, tokens, on the other hand, they are creating, uh, created, sorry, on an already existing block. Yep. Like I said, you okay, know, with Ethereum, sense. you can create them on that block. And they usually represent physical assets uh, or like a service or NFTs. NFTs are a form of tokens. It's a form of token, yes. Ah, okay. So can you, so can you like sort of like cross uh the like blocks so like can i use like bitcoin to buy like tokens that were made on ethereum yes yeah okay yeah. uh yeah absolutely you okay can do that if you go to an exchange 
Ah, you know, you have okay. to you have to go to and they change. So you got to exchange from the Bitcoin to Ethereum to purchase these co- tokens. No, you Ethereum can pro- no, you can buy the token direct. If you oh, have okay. a, if you have Bitcoin, for instance, and you're looking at a uh, a, a token that you want to buy, uh, then you can go to that to your chosen platform and say, hey, I'm I'm really interested in this project here, yeah, and I want to buy these tokens in that, and then you pay. You can pay with money. Okay, dollars, anything. Okay. Or you can pay with Ethereum or, or you know. Okay. So it, so it, it doesn't matter in terms of like purchasing it. Mm-hmm. It just matters in terms of like its creation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Aha. Uh-huh. Sorry, it didn't make sense until you said that to oh, me. So then- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, tokens actually. So you can actually run a software protocol on a token. And the token would, you know, sim- similar yeah. to you using the, the N- uh, NFTs as a, you know, a token. And, and as we talked about smart contracts, mm. smart contracts are not really that smart, really. <laughs> smart contracts, <laughs> basically what they're doing, if you want to look at it, uh, it's, it's a what if statement. It's like uh, you want to buy something from you yeah. and you guys agree on a price for this product. You sign a contract in the middle and then you put in the money here and he puts in the product here. And then once the, the statements have been met, let's say it's going to be 10 of something, right? That you're going to pay for this product. And once this is met, then the transaction happens. Okay. And that's basically all a smart contract does. But when you think about it, you can do that in anything, in, in real estate, in NFTs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so here I have an NFT, and this is how much it's going to be worth, and you, you make a smart contract to do that. Or you can use the smart contract and say, okay, this picture looks like this, and this is the code for this, and once this is met, then that becomes, and all of this then goes on the blockchain, the blockchain platform and it stays yes mm. so that makes okay it makes sense to i mean i understand why you would make a contract so that the terms are all set out and yes. all that stuff mm-hmm. i mean is it legally binding like that, yeah if you, if you real estate is really interested in this now yeah yeah they're doing deeds and all that kind of stuff and yeah. and, and like kind of in a form of a token or well yeah the, the, yeah that's crazy yeah. <laughs> I know that we've talked about um, NFTs in particular, which we don't need to get into for this because we're going to mostly be talking about crypto. But I do think, tell me whether or not this is wrong, because the way I think about tokens is kind of like what you said, they f- can function like stock or like as an identifier, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's what we talked about before is that it's really code that is linked to another thing. Yes. And it's the identifier of yes. the other thing. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Just want to make sure I got that. Yeah, and, and I, I do think that, you know, uh, NFTs are, are actually, they, they would be perfect as identifiers, you know, to, mm-hmm. to use that as an example. That, you know, that you, once you put that on the blockchain, you say that this, this NFT picture is this thing, and you put it on the blockchain, although uh, it's a code. Mm-hmm. But then what people are saying is, oh, you, you can then sell portions out of that. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you know, I, I, I own you know, the Mona Lisa, right? Yeah. Which is the, the true identity. That, that, but you can then say, hey, uh, if you want to buy a stake in Mona Lisa and hopefully that price of that goes up, then this is the price for each square centimeter or something like that. And then you create another contract saying that this is what's going to be worth. And then if it goes up to that point, then you can say, hey, I want to sell my little square to you 
for this price and I made a little bit of money or whatever. Wow. But you can also use these things for cars. For instance, in the future, we're going to have self-driving cars. So what? who owns that car? Well, as it comes out of the manufacturer, you know, this is the identity of the car and this is going to be then um, put on the blockchain. If we, if we want to do... Uh, uh, I, I explained that in, a, in another course that I was, uh, or we were talking about on the meetup group. And I said, okay, imagine that uh, everything is tracked for this car, right? So you, you go to a mining company, they dig up the mines, uh, the, the ore, and they put it on a cart, and that cart has a number five. That goes on the uh, that's a that's a on the ledger here, right? And then the cart goes to the factory, and then in there it gets smelted and all that kind of stuff. And here, you know, I have a metal so uh, in, every in, step of the way. Yeah, that goes on the ledger, uh -huh. right? So all of these has its own little number, mm -hmm. like the cart that it came on has its number. So that's we know that it was mined in that, that you know mine. from that. Right. So you you, you trade on that ledger, you do everything. So mm -hmm. in the end, you will have the color of the paint, you will have the seats, you will yeah. have everything. And then in the end, you have all of that there and you hash that together and it becomes one hash and that becomes the ID or the NFT or how, how you want to see on the blockchain. And now that car Rep or that that number represents that car, and it if you scan all the information, all the information. Yeah. and if you scan it, you can go in and say, "Oh, it was the ore was mined in Sweden, for instance, right?" Yeah. So now you have that identity of the car. Then the car is driving around because it's an electric car in the future, and it's driving itself. Sure. So it drives around, and then it goes, "Oh, I, um, I am picking up a, a customer over there." Actually, you own the car, but during the day when you're at work, you're going to Uber the car. So, so. Make a little extra sure, money. Of course, that's cr that's the that's a crazy concept. <laughs> 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 that you could have a self-driving car, and then you know, like, yeah, I'm gonna be at work for eight hours. Like, just work. go drive yeah. people around. Like, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> so the car then drives and picks him up. Yeah, and he pays obviously with cryptocurrency. Obviously, you know. So, <laughs> so all the transactions that are done with that car. Uh, he, you know, he gets a ding. He, you go to that street, pick you up. He drives you to wherever you want to go, and ding, you pay with your your card and everything. And he started noticing and said, "Okay, I'm down to thirty percent of electricity." He goes, drives himself to a station, mm -hmm. and then plugs himself in, and then he pays with the currency that you or whatever it is, right? All of these little transaction goes, but it's always connected to the same car right right mm. so that's that's the traceability and then so you need that id i'm sorry to, to no go ahead no yeah yeah so this is this is interesting because like right now we our cars like have serial numbers right mm -hmm. but it, it this is like completely different from that because i i'm i'm guessing like in a serial number it's like you get the whole car right like mm -hmm. the whole car is traced to this number whereas you're saying like almost every every inch like of the car anything that's produced because like you could have like a car you could have like the tires come from this company or you know the steering wheel come from this company and like all of that gets mushed in together under these serial numbers whereas this is like we'll be able to know like for like exact detail that like mm -hmm. this came from this place this came from this place this came from this place and so like yep. let's say the car goes on a like self-driving trip and like 
gets into an accident somewhere. You know what I mean? And like, it's like the steering wheel didn't move away. Well, now we can go back and go, okay, well, the steering wheel may, uh, malfunction and this this steering wheel company's fault. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's that's, a, there's that's a, a lot like of implications in there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, wow. Like, even deeper, like it was manufactured on this day during this shift and yeah. this guy was working the line. Like, I think you could get it. Sheesh. Which is got really good things about it but also kind like everything yes. has some yeah. some problematic yeah. things with it and and i do think if we're i'm going to just go on a whole different uh, area it would be identity for people yeah yeah you know and and the thing here is that what i'm really looking forward to is the day when uh you know everything you know from the time when you're born and whatever doctor you go to and all the kind of stuff is actually put on the ledger and then you you are in the united states and you fly to finland and you get hurt in a car accident and they will go in and say okay so all your medical record is on this kind of blockchain they scan it down and they know Yo, wait a everything. second. He actually had his uh, appendix removed then and then, or or you know, he's allergic. Which to is yeah, which is yeah, sort of easier to like. It's more accessible than like kind of like our system yeah. now, yeah, exactly. like gathering information. Yeah. And, uh, but and again, but it's interesting. I mean, it makes so much sense because you can put so much information. Yes, and, and it's accessible so quickly. But I would just always I'm thinking there's got there's privacy advocates there's got to be people who are scared of this kind of thing where you it, can I, access it. like personally there's like there's a fear that like I feel you know like as we're talking about it's like man like wait my entire identity is in a like son of my driver's license it's like you know on this like it's an NFT it's essentially in it's yeah. in a code and there's a there's a little bit of fear that goes in it's like yo wait what I know all right so now uh that said <laughs> you just keep all of that information in your private wallet. Right. So you only give out the information if you want to. Ah. So Problem all of that. Solved. That's awesome. So, so you know, if if you have all of that information on on a, and, and there are there are probably obviously going to be. I was going to say some things that are going to be open sourced and some things that are going to be private. I was going to say that's that that to me doesn't seem like it'll last long. Like I could see like a government being like, now you have to share like. We have to, like, what's to stop, like... Or just an insurance company. Yeah, like or insurance company, or, like, you know, what's to stop, like, the powers that be from, like, kind of crossing that sort of, like, ethical line of, like... That, that is a really good report. question. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly, where, you know... It would be interesting to have someone that knows a little bit more about that, because right now, basically, all I do is just speculate on what I think can happen <laughs> yeah, in the future, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. But well, it would be interesting to have someone in there that knows a little bit more about that, so Let's maybe we find someone that could do that. Okay. But okay. my speculation would be that if an insurance company goes in and say that, okay, we want to insure you, but before we insure you, you need to share your your medical history, right? So then it's up to you. Okay, you say that makes that, sense. Hey, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna share this, but because I trust you, and you're gonna have all my information on your private, you know, hospital, so it doesn't get hacked or whatever. That, yeah, that then, makes then, sense. And then you, because you own all your own information, then you can say that okay, I want you to know about this and this and this. You can choose. And yeah, so, I like this. So it's like it's in some ways it's like putting the power of your information back into like yourself, which is like the opposite of what's been happening like in our world lately. It's like yes. you know companies are like constantly trying and like doing little tricks to get your information and stuff and so. Yeah, remember what we us. said in the beginning, the internet or truth. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's bringing uh, the power back to to the to, uh, to the owner. To individuals. Yeah. yeah individuals. Yeah. And, and we we are, we I think we vaguely touched on the Web three uh, concept and. That is more, you know, I own things yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I think we will deep dive in that later. No, on. definitely. Before I want to ask, like, as like, I mean, we're talking about the implications of like this technology and cryptocurrency, like being used in so many different um, parts of life. I'm curious, and we talked about energy consumption earlier too, and like. I'm curious, like, what that will do to, like, the energy consumption and, like, the energy we'll need to create, you know, IDs or as NFTs and, like, you know, to, like, transfer, like, hospitals to, like, you know, this sort of, like, and then, like, how many miners we'll need to, like, code and, like, mine all of that information. Like, what will that do to, like, our energy consumption and stuff? Well, do you remember in the beginning of, uh, you know, uh, computers and all the kind of stuff that people were saying or oh, printers okay you know they said so oh we're not going to sit there and print and we're not going to be using paper as much anymore and 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 then that will all go away well we're still using paper yeah uh, uh, but we have adopted we're, okay. we're still using some parts here but we are you know not using some things here mm-hmm. and all the kind of stuff uh i also think that uh um if you look into the future of energy for mm-hmm. instance, um, we have just barely started understanding how to tap into solar, for instance. Yeah. Right? And uh, we are using wind power, we are using geothermal uh, and, and nuclear and all that kind of stuff. And the more time goes, the less fossil fuels we'll be using, not because we, you know, we want to use less fuel, but I think we are at some point going to run out of it. You know, maybe not my lifetime or my son's, but, you know, sometimes all that, because it's not infinite. Mm -hmm. But the sun is. So, and I also know that when it comes to uh, solar, uh, the... The solar panels that are on people's roofs now, I think you're called like Generation 4 or something like that. And they're already doing research on Generation 9. Wow. So, you know, uh, I remembered, you know, the first time the solar panels came out and people were like, wow, you know, that's so cool. Now you can get a solar panel that you attach to your jacket because it's bendable. And Mm -hmm. so when it comes to energy consumption. You think we'll we'll adapt and we'll grow and we'll be able to. I, I think so. Yeah. I, I think that uh, we're going to start using energies, uh, and it could be that we will start using more energy. But on the other hand, the more we can take out of the sun, for instance, then we we won't see the difference anymore. Mm-hmm. So that could vary how. I, I, we, I, as I said, we're, right now we're just speculating, but yeah. it's, it's fun to go, it's into fun. Those, nah, yeah. go into those thoughts, yes. Uh, one thing that we were talking about to go back to cryptocurrencies and talking about cryptocurrencies was something that came up was um, fraud and scams yep. and all that kind of stuff. And I do think that we maybe need to touch that a little bit because we're talking cryptocurrencies and tokens that, this time. Uh, so I did a little bit of research on that. The research I got is not up to date. It's is uh, two or three years old. But uh, one of the things that I did notice in there is that we do the comparison with, uh, and what we're only going to do now is scams and uh, uh, hiding money and all that kind of stuff. We're okay. Not, we're not going to really touch into uh, drugs and all that other Human stuff. Human trafficking and yeah, all that. Yeah, because, because th- those numbers were not included in those, what yeah. I found. So, okay. I mean, there, there's more into that. But um, 
when it comes to Bitcoin, for instance, there was uh, only six six hundred and seventy three million dollars. Only that was used in uh, in illicit activities. So Bitcoin. Yeah, in in Bitcoin. Okay. Yeah, and of course, you know, uh, the whole Bitcoin for that year uh, was over six. $173 $173 billion. Yeah. So you're looking at a small fraction out of that that was used for illicit activities, like hiding money or, or you know all that kind of stuff. Then I did a comparison with just the US dollar because uh, that's one of the currencies that is, you know, you can use the US dollar anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And so, and you can use Bitcoin anywhere in the world too. So I wanted to compare two currencies that are, you know, equally spread and all that kind of stuff. Well, so uh, out of uh, out of just the dollar value, uh, the total amount of dollars it was spread around the world and was used in the world was ninety trillion dollars. No, not billions, but trillions. Mm-hmm. And out of that. There was two trillion dollars used for illicit activities, and uh, that. So when you compare, if we want to do just a comparing percentage, uh, it was one percent in Bitcoin, and it was two percent in money. If you look at money, it just the value of money, it was six hundred million dollars used in illicit, and two billion dollars in dollars. So it's a little bit unfair to say that, oh, yeah, we're using bitcoins to, to you know, illicit activities because the number one currency for illicit activities is dollars. So if you compare then, you know, so for every dollar that is used for whatever they're doing in illicit activities, there's only 0.00125 cents. In Bitcoin, those were used. Gotcha. That's the important point: is that the worth is so much, uh, so unbalanced. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, we're looking at one percent of criminal or you know tax evasion, that kind of thing, happening in the dollar economy, and then one percent in the Bitcoin economy. Mm-hmm. So it's double. Yes. Percentage wise. Percentage wise, yes. And so, I mean, I think it just seems like it would be best it would be best for all of us moving forward into this new future to just accept the fact that there's going to be illicit activity i was gonna say like no matter what happens yes i mean people are going to be people exactly (laughs) yes so so in a in an established economy of dollars that's Mm -hmm. all over the country or all over the globe you know that's kind of like the, the cat's out of the bag on that one yeah um but there's the potential because we're at the beginning of this to do regulation to set rules yes, right yes. and then we talk about the the inherent kind of truth in it the, the traceability the yes the traceability which so, makes it seem like it would be a safer yeah as as a matter of currency. fact so bitcoin can always be traced yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. I mean, so uh, as soon as someone takes it out of a wallet and, you know, you know that person owns a wallet or you know where that wallet being connected into or whatever, it's it's, it's trace, traceable. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example of this was in the news maybe a month or so ago where there were a couple of people that had stolen, uh, I think it was $2 billion worth of Bitcoin or so. Oh, wow. maybe. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. These people actually were caught as soon, and they really tried their best. To hide. To, to hide it. 
but they and and they were, uh, we're not going to go into all the details how they did it but in the end they were caught yes because it is traceable with dollars for instance there's a lot of dollars that changes hands right. that nobody knows about yeah. but not only that there are certain countries that have become experts on falsifying dollars. Mm. And what they do is they say, okay, we will make $20 bills and for $1,000 you get uh, six or $7,000 in, in fake $20 bills that you can hardly see the difference. Wow. So then the question is that, okay, what is the traceability and what is not and stuff like that. The other thing also is that, you know, people are doing stock trades or, you know, shorts and all that kind of stuff. All of that's going to be traceable. Mm. So that is, that is one of the big benefits of uh, running it on blockchain. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm curious. I mean, I'm really curious now, like, it, will there be like, you think there'll be a day in time where like that, that same thing will be said of Bitcoin, like there'll be countries or people that can make, you know, identical codes to that. No, because no. the thing is that the, the, the Bitcoin comes from the first Bitcoin blockchain. Okay. How are you going to add that? Well, you can fork off the Bitcoin blockchain and create your own and then say, hey, I got Bitcoin Lite, for instance. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just a fork or Bitcoin B, uh, uh, Satoshi's Vision uh, SV uh, is, is also just a fork off of that. Right, and then they create it, and people are then, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to trade in that. But the, you won't be able to, like, dupe anybody and be mm. like, this is Bitcoin when it actually isn't. No. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's probably a good stopping point. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. And you guys, if you have any questions, please contact us at KUF and come and join us at the Blockchain Northwest Arkansas meetup group, and we will see you next time.